Hello and welcome to the Wanderer podcast with me, your host, Phil Slatter. Many thanks for downloading. We're on Anchor, we're on uh, Google Podcasts, we're on Apple or Spotify, all the main podcast providers. And if you want to drop us a message, we are on Twitter as well, at Wanderer Podcast. Coming up, we discuss the Portsmouth game, the recent blip in form. We talk about whether FA Cup replays should be consigned to the dustbin of history. And we have a look ahead to Bolton and Plymouth. Now you'd be pleased to hear it's not just me on the pod. And I'm joined for the first time this season by Mr. George Taylor. Hello, George. Is it the first time this season? I didn't realise. I thought I I'd think done so. one already. I don't know. Right. No, I think you're right. I think the memories of last season have just lived, lingered so long that, uh, that it must that must be the case. But it's, lovely it's all to merged into one. Finally, yeah. Yeah, we're not done as many as we liked, but we're we're getting a bit more consistent because we're um, here after the crew game was the last one, so we're 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 back after that, and we're as I said, we're recording after the one 0 defeat to Portsmouth. Uh, Marcus Hahn is scoring in the seventy third minute, a game we saw Wickham hit the post twice, miss a penalty, and fail to get past an inspired Alex Bass in the Portsmouth goal. He made three very good saves. Uh, George, a funny game, really. You messaged our WhatsApp group midway through the second half saying we'd be woeful. And then right at the end, you said we've done everything but score. So it was quite a strange game and uh, by no means a, a terrible performance. And I think if you replayed it, um, you would probably get a very different result. Um, what was your take of the proceedings? You would. Um, I mean, I, I actually wasn't at Adams Park, but I was uh, in, I think, Ontario, Canada, watching the game. And... Um, it was. It, I think. I think you summed it up quite well. Then that actually for first first half we looked dominant. I think. I think actually that the same was could be said against for the Ipswich game. I thought we were dominant for the first half. So um, the first half we, hour, yeah. Well, yeah, first half an hour. But I think. For, I think going into the second half, um, obviously Portsmouth had a, probably got a bit of a dressing down, and uh, they controlled most of that. As you said, I think you said they had a ten second. We had a 10-second 10, 10 moment in the second half. Um, and then once the goal comes in, but I'm being critical that, you know, Ainsworth didn't really change things that quickly. And when he did change things, we started to play again. Um, and we had three or four more than half chances in, in, in towards the end. Um, and I think that's the way things are going at the moment. Yeah, he, he has been slow to changes in the past. I don't think he was necessarily that slow against Portsmouth because the goal was the 73rd minute and he sort of made the changes by by the 80th. So it wasn't that slow to react and he got the changes it was coming. spot on. To be fair though, it was coming. It, you know, you mm. said yourself it, it's, it's been it's been coming a while. They, they'd been knocking on the door for, for a good 10, 20 minutes before that or 10, 15 minutes. But even so, they hadn't created a lot of chances. I mean, the start of the second half, they had Stockdale made one good save and then from that resulting corner, there was a header wide. Although they had a lot of the play, they didn't really carve us open until that 73rd minute when they, they managed to get him beside, behind us and a counter-attack down the, the left wing that Ipswich exploited so well uh, two weeks ago as well. So it was it was coming. I think the goal was coming, but they weren't creating chance after chance after chance. And maybe Ainsworth needed to be a bit more proactive rather than reactive. And if he'd have changed things up, maybe on the 65th minute when he, you, know, you could see that there was only one side that was likely to score... Then maybe we would have we would have taken the game to them a bit more. We might have ended up winning the game one 0 I, I think I think um, in hindsight, I think he'd tell you himself that being proactive would have would have been better than 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 being reactive. Now I think a lot of us saw that at the time, and if I'm, like, it's very difficult to be critical of Gareth Ainsworth. Uh, very difficult, but but I think if you're going to be, this is the one place you can you can rightly be. 
um, in my view, it's completely, it's, you know, it's very subjective. Um, but I just felt that the writing, you know, the way things were going, a, cha a change looked obvious, if I'm honest. And we are in a bit I of a blip know. now. You go back to the Ipswich game and I think the same thing. We went 2-1 down early in the second half and it again took a while for, for him to make the changes. And I, I'm not convinced he actually got those changes necessarily right. But even so, you were 2-1 down in need of a goal. You couldn't really see where one was coming from and yet it was still a bit hesitant to, to change things up. We, I, I thought, just going back, I don't want to dwell on the Ipswich game, but I thought we were very, very dominant in the first half an hour and actually should and could have put that game to bed. Uh, we, if, we, if we make it 2-0, uh, go, go, if we go up 2-0, I think that game's done. It was one of those matches, though, where, although it finished 4-1, it was, they got their a bit, a bit of a deflection for the equaliser, and then we had a couple of chances, and then 2-1 and 3-1, we had, a, 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 a again, goalmouth scramble and so forth and a brilliant save by their goalkeeper and it, it could just as easily have finished 3-2 or even 2-2 just one or two things had gone slightly differently but nonetheless it was a disappointing result in the end to our unbeaten home record and we are in a bit of a blip now because we were 3-1 up against Fleetwood and ended up drawing 3-3 then the 4-1 to Ipswich drew with Hartlepool obviously the defeat to uh, Portsmouth so that's and if you chucking the um, pizza trophy defeat for the development squad which we shouldn't really count but nonetheless it was officially a first team game that's five games without a win and a bit leaky at the back is that a cause of major concern it is i mean having said that i do actually think this blip started about 15 minutes or even 20 minutes before you've just said uh with gareth mccleary coming off against crew because actually it's not for uh, ryan Tafazoli goal in the 97th minute against, against then, that that one all would have probably been the start of the blip, wouldn't it? Um, and I think we've missed McCleary desperately. He's, he's he's been certainly been my player of the season. I think I don't think that's too controversial. And um, I think we've missed him hugely. I think I think we missed Horgan uh, yesterday. I think he would have uh, he he would have changed the game for us yesterday. I think I think actually whilst you know the personnel at the back haven't. Uh, haven't really changed, to be honest, in, in many, many respects. Um, shipping, lose, taking a, a two-goal, um, shipping two goals at, at Fleetwood from, from being 3-1 up, that's, that's worrying. Um, I thought, thought Jacobson looked, looked well, off the, well off the game yesterday. Obviously, he missed the penalty. Um, but some of his corners coming in were, 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 were well below his standard. Um, so yeah, perhaps there's, there is a, a lack of confidence in the defence at the moment, but maybe. But I don't see why there should be. I think I think actually the, the real problem is with missing missing McCleary. It's, we've got a one we've got a wonderful squad this year. It's the most exciting squad we've had in a long time. But actually, he's the one linchpin player that that's probably first on the team sheet at the moment. Yeah, and it, it's not as if we haven't been scoring. I mean, we scored three times at Fleetwood, twice at Hartlepool, scored against Ipswich as well. But you do think that that would give us more impetus in the attacking third and we've been caught on the counter-attack a few times and you think that with McCleary would we have lost possessions easily in the in the attacking third so that's something to that's, consider. I think that's probably something and this is why I say that, that Horgan's a miss as well because Horgan and McCleary do press quite a lot for, on that on that sort of the, the back of that uh, upper third um, and possibly that's 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 putting extra pressure on the likes of Scowan to break up that play 
Um, having said that, I did I actually mentioning his name. I think Scowan actually had had quite a good game yesterday um, at, on Portsmouth. So, um, but I do think that's probably putting a bit of pressure on in him and the likes of Thompson. Being and I think I think what Horgan brings to the side is is he a quality of delivery that I felt was mm. quite poorly, quite badly lacking. Um, the delivery from McCarthy was often often poor. Against uh, two decent centre halves and the deliveries from Abita weren't great either. And again, you know, there was they the, the two centre halves marked Vokes out of the game somewhat after he gave them a bit of a run around in the first half. But I think people don't necessarily appreciate the quality of Horgan's delivery. And if you look at Akin Fenwick's goal against Fleetwood, it was a, a sublime pass from Horgan as he chipped it into the box. And definitely one um one that you'd bring in would you would you change the wing back system would you change the personnel at all because I'm I'm not convinced by McCarthy in his recent form I, I'd be inclined to bring Grimmer in but then I'm not sure Grimmer would be able to play in that system well in the way that, that Ainsworth sets them up those you, you those those wing backs are, are pretty much your key players in my in my view um you know they they've got the toughest job of the day um, if they're on form and they're doing their job properly, you're probably going to win the game. If you're not, then um, then you might be in trouble. Um, it, I think it depends on the on the on the on the on the opposition to a degree. Um, I think we saw against Ipswich, you know, they had one or two class players in the middle, um, and that was probably that was probably the difference for them. Um, but I think I I don't have a problem with with persevering with it, but I think. If it doesn't work, it, Ainsworth needs to know when to change it quicker. Yeah, I mean, and the, the concern, I think, is that we, we're beating all the poor sides in the division, no problem. But you look in the top half, and we haven't beaten anybody in the top half currently. And Victor, obviously, draw at Wigan, Oxford, Rotherham, can't sniff at those results. But uh, lost to Sunderland, lost to Ipswich, now lost to Portsmouth. And there, it, that is one area where maybe... When we're up against the, the, the poor sides or the, the lesser teams of the division, we can employ that system and maybe we just need to be a bit more robust against some of the better attacking teams in, in, in the league. Uh, maybe maybe he might change it up a bit more um, for, for the future games, what do you think? Yeah, slightly worrying because when, you, when you're looking to, to gain promotion from a league, winning games with the teams around you is the, is the obvious uh, obvious thing you have to do if you're taking points off them, uh, you, you're going in the right direction. So it is that is a sl- slight concern that, especially as you know, Ipswich and Portsmouth, um, Portsmouth before, before yesterday they were, they were sort of twelfth, I think, weren't they? So yeah, um, poor start. So so yeah, they they haven't. Having said that, they didn't have a great start last season or the season before that. So they're they're slow. They're clearly slow burners. But uh, um, yeah, it, that is that is a worry. Um, and yeah, I think I think the only thing you can just see is, is see see how that pans out. We will we will take points off, off some of those guys, but you know, right here, right now, can I see us beating? I mean, we've got Plymouth in a in a, in a week or so away. You know, that's a huge game all of a sudden, isn't it? On their form, yeah. Yeah, I mean, flying. yeah, I think the the sort of another caveat and there are many caveats to to that statement but one of them is that we haven't actually played any of what i would consider a promotion contenders except for ipswich maybe uh, at home yet you know we haven't played you know, any of the top six i think um six or seven at home so in the in the business end of the season that's when they're going to come and 
you can sort of say we haven't beaten anyone in that top half, but then we haven't played that many of those teams at home. So there is that that's side to a, it. So it's it's very fair point. And actually, probably Wigan aside and Sunderland as well. Obviously, um, I mean, we were we were desperate against Wigan. How how we've drawn that is, is yeah, probably, it was a smash and grab, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. But uh, but with that, with the exception of that, and possibly Sunderland, um, you know, we acquitted ourselves quite well against uh, the likes of Rotherham um, at their place. So it's um, yeah, it's not it's not all, it's not completely hopeless. Put it that way. Yeah. Now we've mentioned briefly the uh, FA Cup game against Hartlepool where we were drew 2-2 and that means that there is a replay we're not going to discuss the replay in too much detail because by the time you listen to this it may well have happened but FA Cup replays uh, in recent years they have been phased out over the years uh, the last final replay was uh, 93 uh, the last semi-final replay was 99 we don't have them in rounds five and six um, we haven't had them for a couple of years now we didn't have any last season in any of the rounds because of the pandemic but they have been brought back in from rounds one to rounds four where do we stand on them should do you think they should be completely scrapped should we keep them should we keep some of them what what are your general thoughts on it well you know i'm a bit of a traditionalist with these things um so i'm i love a good fa cup replay um actually this season is the way the because a lot of the league teams have sort of faced each other um there haven't been that much in the way of giant killing as such um you know, if you've got a, a non-league team um, or even a, uh, a, a likes of a Wickham in a League One or a League Two team, when you get to the third round and you get a third round replay and you can, I don't know, draw at home to Man United or or Arsenal or Liverpool or something, can head back to Old Trafford or, uh, or, or Anfield or something. There's something magical about that. And um, that we can't, you can't take that away. So, so our saying that they should be scrapped. I think the problem is, is that the, there's, as, as we move through the years, there's a lot of football being played. Um, and the FA Cup just becomes another burdensome um, tournament in, in, in many ways. Look, go rewind, rewind 20 years ago. Um, you know, the FA Cup final was, was the first date in most people's diaries. Um, and a lot of people now, like in terms of neutral, this is neutral stuff, you know, it doesn't matter who's in the FA Cup final, you watch it, don't you? But these days, you know, if your team's in the final, you'll, you'll watch it. But but if not, it, it, it there's a certain devalue to it. And it's things like that, that, you know, the game hasn't helped itself by doing that either. You know, I, I despair that the, 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 the semifinals are still being played at Wembley. You know, if that, if that doesn't devalue Definitely. the competition, that, you know, I can't, you know, what does? Because that, that was a disgrace from minute one. You know, the getting to Wembley, is, I, I know the reasons why they do it and, and it's, it's the money thing, but, but, but that's, that argument doesn't, doesn't ring true anymore. Um, they, they've got to go back to, to putting it other places um, and, and make Wembley, make that Wembley final a special event again. Thing that you mentioned about devaluing the competition I mean you're absolutely right but just on the subject of replays when you meant talk about devaluing the competition if you get rid of replays it's almost like you're sort of saying it doesn't really matter who goes through it doesn't really matter if the best team goes through as long as we get a result so if we get rid of replays and we get rid of extra time we just we just want to get a result it's almost like we don't it doesn't really matter who goes through as long as someone does we just need a result and that's more important than 
the better team. So it, I think that sort of slightly devalues the competition. I think the League Cup has been devalued a bit over the years. It used to be two legs right from the start. Uh, now it's just one leg um, and no extra time, um, straight to a penalty shootout, which again sort of makes it, it doesn't seem like people care that much about who goes through or the authorities don't care. It's just, we just need to get someone through. But when you do have a replay... I, kind of, I can kind of get my head around that a little bit though, because do you know what? It's always been, you know, that sort of third tournament in in the domestic fixture. Yeah, for the League Cup, yeah. And for the League Cup. And it, it and it's always been that, that sort of, you know, you'll probably watch the final, you have a bit of an interest, if, especially if your team's doing well in it, it's great. Um, but for many, many, many years, that the the big teams have treated it as a reserve tournament. Um, Man City, the only the only team that seemed to put out any, anywhere near their first their first team to uh, to try and win the thing. Um, so fair play to them for that. But but otherwise, it is it's always been and you know they, they change the name of it virtually every year. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, I was just, I just I think I think I still call it the Coca Cola Cup to be honest. But they're but it does. It has been devalued in the same way that the FA Cup could be, be devalued by removing the replays a bit. Exactly. Exactly. And I think so, as, um, a, as, as a traditionalist, I, I just don't like the idea of a penalty shootout on a Saturday afternoon. It, it, to me, it doesn't seem right. Uh, there's something. Be, it's, got be, it's got to be at quarter past ten on a Tuesday night. Yeah, you know, it? and you're worried about the last train home and things <laughs> like that. But with with the idea of a replay, I mean, the, the dynamics of a cup tie can change drastically. I mean, if you think about when we played Villa uh, back in 2016, um, and as that game wore on, we, we we battered them for the start of the second half and got the equaliser. As the game wore on, you could just see Wickham just thinking, hang on, we've got 20 minutes to hold out, 15 minutes to hold out, 10 minutes to hold out. And the players were thinking, we've got a great opportunity to play at Villa Park. The owners are thinking, we've got a payday from a replay. The fans are thinking, we've got a big night out at Villa Park. And the whole dynamic of that tie changed. And the same thing for Plymouth when they played Anfield and got a draw. Uh, Exeter a few years ago playing at Old Trafford and they took Manchester United back to their place. Um, so the, the dynamics of, of those situations will change. When we conceded those late goals to Tottenham last season, I wasn't that bothered because I couldn't see any way that we were going to hold out through extra time because they were we were so much on the back foot. It was almost like that, that goal going in, it was like, well, that's kind of saved us extra time and it's not like we're going to miss out on a replay. If there had been a replay, that would have been really gutting because we were so close to a replay in the same way uh, as the other time we played Tottenham. Uh, and also it, it preserves the memory uh, in a way of, um, of a good result because I, I mentioned that Villa game. You know, I still remember that Villa Cup tie, that 1-1 draw. It was on telly, sold at Adams Park. It was a good afternoon. You know, it was, it was great fun. And then we had the excitement of the replay. If that had gone to extra time and penalties and we'd have been knocked out, then we could have sort of said, yeah, it was a good result, but we're a little bit, you know, ultimately, or it was a good performance, but ultimately it wasn't a great result. So you wouldn't quite remember it in the same way. So again, the competition kind of loses some of its spark, doesn't it, in, from that regard? Yeah, I, I complete, completely agree. And I think, I think the FA have done a lot to try and... Um, increase the buoyancy of the, the of the tournament but ultimately the 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 tournament where it is in terms of public perception is mostly or has a lot to do with with their own things that they've done i in my opinion um and uh, they, they're sort of the makers of their own downfall in that respect i suppose that the, the harsh words possibly yeah, but potentially yeah 
well definitely but yeah I, I, yeah I, I can see your point there but i mean the flip side of, of us talking about you know, replays at villa park and taking a premier league side is is teams like when we play hartlepool now we drew them away and now this game is a bit of a a bit of a nuisance for both sides because it's not going to generate a lot of ticket money there's no tv money it's not going to generate much cash for either side so it feels like a little bit of a, a nuisance so you think well do we get rid of them for the first couple of rounds but then you need to remember that there are non-league sides that might sort of fancy a draw against teams like Sunderland or a Wickham to get well, the replay is which it. is what we were in the third if, round if Hartlepool I mean Hartlepool are, uh, are quite a, quite a, still quite a big team to be honest but you know if they were if they were a conference or, or or below conference team, to not Tuesday is huge for that. Huge for those guys, you know. Possibly, you know. But this is the thing about the cup: is that occasionally you get the games where you've got the proverbial part-time part-timer who's a plumber during the day. Do you see the Do you see the the FA Trophy game the other day where the uh, where the midfielders fixing the floodlights? Um, on Saturday, the midfielders come on to fix the floodlights have gone out. So one of the midfielders has sparked, and then not only that, he's on his on his phone to his mate back in the back in the northeast, trying to uh, trying to work out how to fix the floodlights. And eventually, they've got them back on. Um, he may he may he, it's it's players like him who might only get that one chance to play at something like Adams Park against a league team, or or, or against a Sunderland, or even an, an Ipswich, or or someone like that. You know, it's. That's that's the magic of the cup right there, and and to to and do love, away with I, that, you wouldn't necessarily lose it because you would still have these teams playing each other. It's just if you if you'd lose yeah. some of the possibilities of the replays. I, I mean, exactly. I love how the dynamic shifts from the non-league sides, and currently we're one of the kind of better teams in the in the draw round one and round two, uh, and then you get to round three, and we're suddenly one of the smaller teams in the draw, and it, it shifts and shifts again. And sometimes replays can have quite a bit riding on them that you don't necessarily have from the, the first game too. I mean, when we played Tranmere, the first game away, you know, it was it was nothing. And then when it went to replay, they'd made the draw for the next round. The draw was against, I think it was Chertsey at home, who were the lowest ranked team in the competition. And I think both sides had an eye on that game and thought, if we can beat Wickham thinking we can beat Tranmere, Tranmere thinking if we can beat Wickham, we've got a home tie, so we're going to get a bit of gate money. We're going to get the prize money from getting through round one. We're going to get gate money from the home game at round two. We're going to get TV money because BT Sport are going to um, screen the game. We're going to get um, a really good chance to get into round three um, because of, of the cyber plane. So there's more prize money and then more gate money. So it, there was quite a lot riding on that game. And that defeat cost us quite a bit of money, I think. And Tranmere mm. made a bit because they ended up in the playing Man United in the fourth round and that was on telly so they they did pretty well out of the FA Cup that year and it's like if you when you have a replay there can be quite a bit riding on it and that can make it more exciting I mean Yeovil v Accrington a couple of years ago or about five or six years ago now the draw had been made and the winners were hosting Manchester United so there was something that, that suddenly became a really big game and the replay was sort of well we win this there's a big prize pot now with Wickham Hartlepool, the prize is a trip to Lincoln. There's not going to be TV money. It's not going to. It's not a particularly exciting game for anyone, really. So there's the there, there's perhaps the lack of a sting in in this upcoming replay. But it's almost like if you could make the draw beforehand, it might make some of the initial games a bit more interesting if we knew what the prize was. 
Mm. I mean, th- not think sure, about. I'm not sure I agree with that. I I, I'm not saying you should do it, but it, it's like it's an option. I mean, Wickham v Lincoln is, you know, or Hartlepool v Lincoln. I can't make assumptions, but it's kind of on either side particularly interested in that. If they made the draw, winner plays Liverpool. All of a sudden, that becomes a really interesting game, for, you know, the, and a game that both sides are going to be really keen to to, to win. Uh, and it just gives it that bit more impetus. So that that's what replays currently have, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, would you, would you, would you? <laughs> Sorry, I thought you'd made your point. I don't know. I made my point. Would, would, would you, would you, would you maybe keep them for the earlier rounds? Would you? What have in an to. ideal world would you have keep to. them more? Absolutely have to. I mean, I would, I would keep them up to the quarterfinal stage. To be honest, if it, if if I was running the game, personally, um, at least I might even, I might even want to. If if you were at neutral venues, I might even want to bring them back for the semi-finals. You know. I don't Personally, know about a final. I don't think I don't like the idea of replaying a final. I mean, I I, I mean, I come from a generation that didn't know uh, uh, finals being replayed. So I do remember ninety three so Arsenal. So there'll Wednesday, be other people yeah. who don't who don't agree with this, but I, I like the idea of the final being done on that day. You know, the, they used the to have the final for the fans, and they'd have the final, then they'd have extra time, and then they'd have the replay with extra yeah. time and penalties. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, um, but I mean, I, I kind I of think, think that. that when you get to the quarterfinals, even if you're a non-league side that gets that far, you've got you've made your money. You've had a, got a big backlog of backlog of fixtures. I kind of think like there's not really too much emphasis on having a replay from the quarterfinals onwards. So I don't mind that. But I would certainly, I'm certainly don't mind them for the early rounds, and, th- and they can right. feel like a nuisance at times. And it's easy to say when we play Tranmere or Hartlepool, oh, it's a bit of a pain having to play a replay. But then you've got to balance that with replays against teams like um like Villa we've mentioned and and the greatest uh, the greatest ever Wickham match was of course a replay at Selhurst Park in February 2001 greatest game I've ever been I was been just to. about to say that yeah. I was just about to say you know. if there was one advert for replays February 2001 Selhurst Park that's it isn't it that's absolutely it. and going there. going back back through there. the years obviously the 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 probably our greatest moment as a non-league club was the third round draw against Middlesbrough and, and taking them to a replay so they might stick around for a bit but we'll see how we go but um aside from the cup we've got bolton at home next saturday and then as you mentioned a, a very tricky looking trip to plymouth who have only lost they lost on the opening day and i think they're now unbeaten in 17 so bolton first that's a bit of a bit of an unknown entity because they're doing okay but they're not doing brilliantly and we've surely got to be looking at three points from that haven't we they are mid-table mediocre um, at the moment, they don't really have much difference between their home and away form. They have uh, lost. Sorry, they've um, they beat Crew uh, on the weekend two 0 but Crew being bottom, we're not sure that that much that that's much form. Uh, before that, they've um, uh, picked up one point from their previous five, losing to Portsmouth. Plymouth, Wigan, and Sheffield Wednesdays. They have played some quite big teams in there. Tough run, um, but um, but they're they're certainly not on a not on a purple patch in terms of form. Um, in terms of odds, Wickham are shade over even money. Um, I think uh, Bolton around the twelve to five mark. So so Wickham are sort of quite comfortably favourites for this one. I think the I think the odds probably rightly reflect about what what should happen. Um, or the, the the perceived chances on on each on each team, um, Wickham's 
blip is a worry, I have to admit, at the moment going into this one. Um, but if you put that to one side, um, overall, I think, especially with the likes of Horgan coming back, um, I think uh, I think we should be should be okay on that one. I, I fancy us to do all right on it, to be honest. I think, I know that we've talked about the teams in the top half and they're only just in the top half, but given their form and I think they can be quite, quite open as well. It conceded 26 goals, mm. uh, which is the well, not uh, the most in the, the top top 11. So they've, they've conceded five more than, than Portsmouth uh, and five more than ourselves as well. Uh, they, one, they score, they score like, okay. But one thing I, I'd add is that they're also, they've also got a, a first round replay this week. Um, they've not got far to travel. Uh, it is away, but it's only in Stockport, so it's only it's only twenty miles or so away. Um, but it is actually being played on Wednesday. Um, so they extra time and penalties. Really have, if they can, if, if Stockport can take them deep into that game on when on a Wednesday night, that might actually do us a favour. Yeah, well, I, I do fancy. I think I think we're gonna, you know, we're 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 not playing terribly. I know the results haven't been great. But they've not been, you know, we said draw with Hartlepool and Fleetwood and it is only that those two defeats against um, obviously Ipswich and, and Portsmouth which we, as we've said was a bit bit of an uneven performance so uh, I think I think we're going to be okay for that one I think I fancy us to get the three points and then it is Tuesday night and our old uh, week Tuesday night our old friends in Plymouth away top of the league going like an absolute train uh, you you you, you you kind of know what we're going to do to Plymouth, don't you? It's not going to be one for the purists. We're going to be defensive-minded. We're going to wind them up a bit, aren't we, surely? There's there's a little bit of me that wants to go to this game. Um, and I might try and I might try and swing it. I'm I'm quite lucky in terms of I can quite often get to these midweek away games because I uh I, I've got sort of clients that are dotted around the country. So I might be able to set up a meeting and uh, around the southwest and, and try and try and get to the game and have an overnighter in, in, in the process. So um, I, it's not on my agenda at the moment, but I might I might try and do it. But um, just to uh, see them get. I, to be honest, I I I think as, I would as you say, I've, I'd be setting myself up for probably one of the worst games of football I could you could ever I, imagine. I would, seeing, I would but... almost rather we kind of did all the antics that they always accuse us of and sneak 1-0. I think I'd enjoy that more yeah, than if we I'd, won 5-0 and played them off the park. It, that, would be, that, it would be more amusing just to see the meltdown of their friends, their fans moaning that they wouldn't want to watch Wickham every week. It's strange, these little rivalries that have popped up over the sort of the Ainsworth... Um, it's almost an online rivalry though, isn't it? It is. It exists you through Twitter and have, message boards. You, you wouldn't have had these rivalries 15, 20 years ago. Um, it just just would never happen. You, you, you'd walk away from the ground thinking, oh, that was an awful game. Uh, but then then there's this whole social media furore and and f- almost like a flame that sort of picks up behind it. And you can hear and see what other fans have to say time, about it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then the next time that those two teams play, there's actually a bit of, there's actually a, bit of a rivalry going on. You're thinking, how the hell? Why... Why do Plymouth fans hate us so much? This is madness. I mean, the only rivalry that, that can't really be explained is, is the Colchester. Well, it can obviously be explained. We know the reasons for it. But geography-wise, it's, it's, it's madness, you know. Um, and it's just based on one season. So it's, so it's always been a mad one, really, that, that rivalry. So, that, so it does happen. But, Jesus, we've got rivalries going up and down the country at the moment. On the flip side of that, 
you do actually have the rivalries that are that are the good ones that you know teams have, have loved the way that you've played um that you might have done them a favor or something and they've beaten you and set them up like Sheffield Wednesday or something like that I think Sheffield Wednesday fans if you, if you walk around Hillsborough area with a Wickham shirt on you could get bought a pint as quicker than quicker than you'd know it wouldn't you yeah and that's that's the next game but um just focused on the Plymouth I, I I'm not confident to be honest I mean joking aside I, I do think it's going to be a really really tough game and I it's most it's, I yeah. can see is, is us getting a draw I think thoughts? any uh, I think anyone would would bite your arm off for a draw right now. And we, um, the game the game isn't priced up yet. Um, we haven't lost a player for a long time, which is kind of like suggests to me that we're owed one. I don't know. Yeah, but we the Maybe. thing is, I mean, it's always been it's always been a pretty tough place to go. They they've got a pretty raucous crowd down there. Yeah, um, and they they get quite well attended games. It, it is it's always been a tough place to go. I've never been actually. I would I would love to genuinely go. Um, I'm not sure if um, if the missus will will be too enamoured if I can't do it overnight. It work. You saw it. I just I think did, that, I did, to be fair, I did Wigan away, and that's not that's not that's too not a bad shout. Yeah, but I I just yeah. the thing with Plymouth and their sort of fans moaning. I think the the, pro, the point is my whole crux of this is you've got to have accountability. And when I see opposition managers and fans and players getting wound up by these antics i just look at them and i think you are fueling the fire that is why teams do it they do it because they know it's going to annoy you they know it's going to wind you up they know you're going to lose your patience they know you're going to get frustrated they know the crowd's going to start getting really agitated and really cross and then you lose your discipline and then you lose you know you, you might pick up a couple of silly bookings or you might just get really annoyed and that is why you do it and these fans and players and managers don't quite understand that that is they are actually part of the problem they just need to calm it down a bit not get wound up not point at their wrists and not commit any fouls that are going to allow us to to play it too much so i think it's almost like we're more likely to do it against a team like plymouth just because we know how riled they get who knows but give us a... yeah, I, I agree. I completely, I completely agree. And why wouldn't you? You know, it's almost, a, it's almost a te- the proverbial team talk before the game, isn't it? Get them, yeah. get them wound up and see how they react, lads. You know. Yeah. Just give us a quick prediction then for Bolton and Plymouth. I think Bolton two one a win to Wickham, and I am in more hope than expectation going to say a one all draw away at Plymouth. I'm going to say I think we're going to beat Bolton two 0 and then. I think it might be a uh, a one or two nil defeat at Plymouth. I'm afraid, but we don't really do predict defeats, though, do we? No, I mean, no. I, mean, any, I was I mean, leaning anyone, towards a nil nil, but particularly on this pod, like you don't really predict defeats. It's like when you're predicting your own teams, so difficult, yeah. isn't it? But um, yeah, so we, we are we win. are going to lose. I mean, it's a great it's a great uh, advert for the for the fans that are the diehards that are going down there, isn't it? It's even like well, Man City. Like, what's your prediction? Oh, oh, we might, we might get, we might beat them on penalties. We might I don't know. Draw, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you just, and if it was any other side in our division against Man City, five nil. But you just, you can't predict against your own team. It's, it's a, a strange thing. But what, what you do if you, you're always better against your team, and then if they win, you're happy, and if they lose, you make money. So, you know what I had, um, I had Tafazoli, uh, first goal scorer uh, against Crew. And uh, I had a couple of I had a couple of other bets on Tafazoli to score as well. 
that day that didn't quite come in. They they were quite big ones, but uh, sixteen to one. Um, oh, I, had a, I had a tenner on that, so yeah, it just it just felt like the game before that he was he'd, he'd missed something like three or four chances the game before, so you just felt against Crew he's got he's got a chance there. I don't I have to admit I don't do first goal scorer bets that often. If I'm at the game sometimes, um, but I wouldn't normally I wouldn't normally waste my money on stuff like that. But um, yeah, fancied it came in happy days. There you go, happy days. That, I think, largely brings us to the end of our discussion. Uh, we will be back before Christmas, hopefully, probably after the AFC Wimbledon game. Um, don't forget, we are on Twitter at Wanderer Podcast if you want to drop us a message. And if you do like us, then do please uh, tell your friends and spread the word. Um, anything more from you, George? No, just uh, looking forward to uh, getting over the blip, I think, is probably yeah. the uh, opportune, opportune. We've got a great chance against Bolton. Um, just hope we get something against there because obviously going to Plymouth is going to be pretty tough. So, Brilliant. Yeah, thanks very much, everybody. Take care of yourselves and uh, we will see you soon. Cheers. Wandering with you.